0: Hey everyone, welcome to Be Still Be Free. It is Monica and Sarah, and we are coming together to talk about another practical management episode. And this time we talked about marriage last week, yes. and this week we are talking about family mm-hmm. practical management. So, if you are somebody that is not married um, or is married but doesn't have children, I would encourage you still to listen to these because, in preparation for maybe if that God brings that day to you, or, or maybe there's something that you heard that you could pass along to someone else that would be helpful. So yep. don't tune it out if, if you're not in that state yet.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So we just had, I would kick off. I have the same five. No, oh, you're
0: so good.
1: <laughs> so we'll fly through these because i want to give Monica plenty of time to talk. Um, so kick it off with know your why. Why are you becoming a parent? Um, so yeah, I'm a little passionate about the whole parenting thing.
0: She gets a little quote geeked up. If anyone remembers that (laughs) from the days of yours, Hey, listen, Hey, listen, um,
1: I do man, like parenting and family management is something I'm super passionate about. So when I say know your why, um, so I'm just going to get on my little box for a minute. Do it. If you're having children to fill a void in your life, Mm -hmm. If you're having children to make you feel good, make you feel needed, make you feel like you have purpose. First of all, it's not fair to them because they're not the author of your purpose. God is. Yep. Secondly, you'll never be satisfied and you'll want to have a whole slew of children because at some point they're going to quit needing you and meeting that need that you've needed. Um, And thirdly, it's just not biblical. Yep. Because procreating was a command from God to go and replenish the earth with kingdom builders. Yes. The point of replenishing the earth was for kingdom building. It was not for our own satisfaction. We cannot become the God of our own family because of what it does for us. We have children because of our God and what it does for him. Oh, so good. So I just have to kick off with that because that'll be my perspective from this whole thing. And I know that I probably just stepped on some toes. um, And I don't have a problem stepping on toes when it comes to this because I'm pretty passionate about it. Um, There are a lot of kids who are put in very unfair situations. And there are a lot of moms who create emotional havoc in their families because they're wanting all the wrong things from all the wrong people. So, you know, sidebar. Go get yourself some help and go get, it's go so know good. yourself yes. and admit what your issues are. Right. Yes. So anyways, that's, that's just kind of kick it off because to go with, know your why. Um, for me, my calling in parenting was to raise kingdom builders for Christ. And I know that sounds crazy that, well, how did you know that already? So for, I always knew I wanted to be a mom. I've always felt the calling to motherhood. I've always wanted to have a family that, that was just you know, like one of those things you just know you want in life or you're called to do in life. And it's always been a thing between God and I, like I could not wait for God to give me children to raise for him. Like Mm -hmm. there's just always been, and this is probably some of the one in me, I guess maybe, but there's just always been clarity in my mind of why to have children. And I think that's probably why I'm so over the top. Um, passionate about it and why I take it so very seriously because there is no gift given to me greater than the two children other than my salvation from mm-hmm. God um, and I don't mean to say that my my marriage is not but I'm not raising Chris right Chris and I are raising the children together we are doing life together mm-hmm. he was an adult when we became you know friends yeah. I'm raising Kingdom Builders. I'm training up Kingdom Builders. I'm investing in Kingdom Builders. Like that is my legacy. Rylan and Addie are my legacies. So um, I just always knew that's what I wanted to do. And so I had a um, mission statement kind of from the very beginning of when I had children, that I wanted my children to grow up and be passionate followers of Jesus Christ and to be just consumed with Him and in love with Him. And I would pray this over them. I can remember when they were tiny and they would go to, to bed and, you know, I'd be rocking them or whatever and lay them down. And I would always pray over them. And um, I'd always say, you know, my prayers is for you to grow up to be a passionate follower of Jesus Christ. Somebody once said that you need to have a uh, kind of a mission statement for mm-hmm. your parenting. So it kind of all comes back to that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, earthly parenting has the potential of showing the world heavenly parenting and how God so loves true. us. Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful um ability to show the unsaved world, the fallen world, the lost world, how much God truly loves us by how well we love our
0: children. Absolutely.
1: Spouse is the most. That's the bride and the groom. But man. There's nothing more that will put you on your knees and make you realize how much God loves you and forgives you and has grace and mercy upon you than parenting. Absolutely. Because He doesn't yell at us. He doesn't walk away from us. He doesn't slam the door at us. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say, I told you so. He doesn't do all the things that are so easy to do right when you're a parent right you know he just doesn't do it right you are finally you, get oh. like
0: that unconditional all-consuming love yes. like no matter what you've done or how, what my emotions are going through right now mm-hmm. like i i so f- i love you so fiercely yes fiercely you had some great
1: words in our recording today yoke and abundant and fierce You're the writer. (laughs) Um, So, so good. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So secondly, know your who? Again, be a lifelong student of your child. Yes. Um, There's not a one size fits all mentality for your children. If you have more than one, I'll bet you they're different and that they learn different and that they love different and that they grow differently and that they need differently. Um, And the great thing is, is that God shows us in his word That we are all differently and that he uses us and loves us all. Equally, mm-hmm. and what a great example for us to say. Okay, I may not understand your personality, I may not understand how you yes. are, Um, but man, I'm I'm gonna love you just as much as I love the one that I feel like I get and I connect with. Yes, right? you might drive me crazy here, and they might drive me crazy here, um, but I'm I'm devoted to figuring
0: this out because mm-hmm. I'm gonna be Jesus to you. Yes, you know? one of the things that God has um, shown me as my kids are getting older in the last few years, like the. Th- the phrase that he keeps putting on my mind and in my mind and in my heart is parent the child you have, not the one you want. Oh, love that. And your kid may not be as it may, <laughs> it ta- it's a big ego shattering, pride shattering thing to realize my kid might not be the best athlete, might yeah. not be the smartest, might not be the highest academic achiever, might like yeah. as they get older and morph into who they are. Yeah. It definitely like opens your eyes to seeing like they are so unique and they've got their own set of gifts and their own calling and their own purpose. And it may not be what I thought it was, and it may not be what I had hoped it would be, but are, do you have the, are you wise enough and mature enough to step back and let God still take the reins on that and let him show you how to parent that kid. And I think everyone has probably heard, I only heard it in the last like five (laughs) years or so, that that verse train up a child in the way they should go means Train up a child in the way that they individually are wired for themselves and their future. Like yes. what is their bent? Yes. Not raise them up to follow your rules, like That's and right. not be the only authoritarian thing, but like your child is unique and they're qualified and called and gifted for a complete thing that God is in control yes. of. What is that bent and like train them in that direction? And you're
1: equipped. Yes. Right? You're equipped. You may have to go learn about it, but you're equipped to figure out how to raise that child for yes. God. And I would I would argue that a lot of people don't want to learn because they don't want to be responsible. They
0: don't mm-hmm. they don't want to grow. Well, it's exhausting. It's, it's exhausting, exhausting to be I, I've said this to like young parents. I'm like, listen, like I get that it's physically exhausting right now in the young ages, mm-hmm. but as you get older, it's so emotionally and mm-hmm. mentally exhausting because being intentional is exhausting Mm -hmm. and like realizing these are the moments I have to like be inconvenienced to be intentional or it's, a lot of work. Loving well
1: means that you're inconvenienced. If you're never yes. inconvenienced in your relationships, you're not loving well. Yes. Because it's about the other person. It's not about you. So inconvenience comes with the fact that you're giving up something on behalf of someone else. That's inconvenient. But that's when you know that you're loving well. And, and I'll even say this, too. If you're going to love biblically, if you're going to raise your children biblically, if you're going to stand on the word of God, no matter what the culture around you says and shows, you're going to be on a lonely island also. Mm-hmm. So not only is it exhausting but it's a lonely Island, but by God, I want to stand before God someday and Him be like, you stood on the Island. Yes. I'm proud of you. Yes. Thank you for standing on the Island.
0: Because who only God knows the end from the beginning. So like who knows what our kids are going to yes. be grown up to be or what purpose they're going to have in the kingdom or who they're going to bring with yes. them into heaven. And for me to like impede that because I'm, I'm, I'm tired or I'm lazy or it's not what I really hoped for. Mm-hmm. Like, Gosh, what is selfish? Yes. I don't want God to be like, you were a little selfish and it could yes. have been
1: this. I died on the cross for you and you <laughs> couldn't even say no to your kid. Yes. Yes. I just don't. Oh, it's so real for me. Like, it's just so real for me. Um. So anyways, know your who? Know you. Again, I, I. the biggest thing I've learned about parenting is that to be a parent, you must be willing to face the music mm-hmm. and see the very worst in you. Because parenting will absolutely bring it oh, out and yes. make you face it. Oh, and you'll little either live in it and make your kids be punished for it, yep, or you will learn and grow from it so that they can see you thrive even in your own worst. Things. Absolutely. you know. Um, and another reason knowing your personality, style, spiritual gifts, your strengths and weaknesses is so that you can be aware of where you need to grow, where you need to be careful. Mm-hmm. I know where my weaknesses are. I know there are times when you look at the kids and go, hey, mommy needs a time out. That's not good for me to have this conversation. Right <laughs> yeah. I need to walk away. Even in my marriage, there are times I look at Chris and like we can't talk about this right now. I have yeah. to walk away from this.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, know how. So learn, 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 learn. How do you parent? Same thing. We get a school to learn how to do all these things. Nobody tells us anything about parenting. It's it's insane to me. And we wonder why the family unit is falling apart the yeah. way that it is. Okay. Go and grow. There are so amazing authors and books out there. Such amazing. That you could read a different book every year of your life. Absolutely. For every oh stage gosh. of your life. Yeah, it can be overwhelming for so sure. So definitely in our show notes, I will um, be posting some of my favorite books, Mm -hmm. ones that have made the most difference to me. And, you know, I have two friends who have told me I don't read parenting books because they make me feel inept and um, unqualified. You probably ought to read the books. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right, gosh, yes. Read the books; it's gaining wisdom. God, says, the book wouldn't be there if it wasn't a problem most people have. That's right. So it also normalizes what your Quit struggle feeling is. Sorry for yourself. Yeah. Parenting is not feeling sorry for yourself.
1: <laughs> Parenting has nothing to do with you feeling. You know, oh, I, I, no, 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 no. you know, get over yourself. <laughs> you are to become a better parent, so your
0: children become a, become better people. Yes, we're we're not having babies; we're raising. People raising human beings that will be hopefully functioning, beneficial members of society. So like, that's the goal to have in mind all the time. Okay. Here's
1: one of my biggest, most practical applications for family life. Okay. Keep it simple. Mm -hmm. So we talk about common um, language in marriage. We had to do the same thing here. And Ryland was my kick in the butt child, young child. I mean, oh my gosh, I thought I was just going to lose it. (laughs) <laughs> just lose it, and you wouldn't know that people are like. There's just no way because he's such a great grown-up now, yes. right? But he was not from birth, conception even <laughs> until like eight. He was he was something else. It's so much so that we watched a family video recently, and he looked at us. He goes, "Why did you not spank me more?" <laughs> You're like, son, he, he got to see it. It was going to be oh, abusive. My gosh. Yes, and there were times it was close to being abusive. Now, let me tell you. And I need, to, I need to just lay everything out here for you all. Um, truly, Ryland taught me a lot in the young stages of parenting. And there are a lot of things that I did wrong and I, a lot of things that I had to ask forgiveness for. But I was willing to go through it. Yeah. I was willing to learn. I was willing to say I was sorry and I was not willing to give up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's all I'm saying. So Don't be, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to fail. You're always going to fail as an adult parent. You're going to fail to adult children. You're going to have those moments. You always have to say, sorry, you never quit learning. you never quit growing because the cycle is always changing. But just be willing to learn and be willing to grow to be the best you for the best them. Because you are the person that God gave to them to be their earthly heavenly father. To give them the love that God gives to us. To give them the forgiveness that Christ gave to us when he died on the cross. Mm -hmm. For us to be willing to die on the cross for them. To show them what that kind of agape love really, really looks like. So it's not going to be in perfection. And it's not going to always be beautiful. And it's not always going to look like everybody else's. And it's not supposed to. Mm -hmm. You just get on your path and you do your thing. Yes. So keeping these, this is the easiest, this is the best thing I ever did. And almost everybody in my family has adopted the same thing. Okay. Rylan needed concise, consistent rules in our, in our world. Okay. so three rules. And you can ask my kids today and they'll tell you what they are. Obey, Mm -hmm. be kind Mm -hmm. and tell the truth. Mm -hmm. That was it. Yeah. Hey, which rule did you just break? I wasn't kind. Okay. What are we going to do about it? Right. Hey, did you just tell mommy a lie? You know, were you not truthful? Hey, did you not obey mom immediately? Right. It came down to those three things and everything in the world falls under one of those three things. But I didn't have to have a thousand different rules for my kids. It was obey, Mm -hmm. be kind Mm -hmm. and tell the truth. Yeah. And they know that word. They know those words. In fact, Ryland has adopted this same thing into a dating relationship. They have five, five values. Yeah. So they have common language Yes, and they understand one another and they have a Bible verse to go with each one because I have a Bible verse that goes with each one of those. It's biblical. Mm -hmm. It's simple and it's very measurable. Yeah. And not all of those were, you know, if if you weren't super kind to somebody, you may not get one of the biggest punishments ever, but you understood why you were being punished. Exactly. Because Jesus called you to be kind and to love others. And you're not exactly, you know, Jesus called you to always obey. Mm -hmm. Jesus called you to always tell the truth. These Mm -hmm. are Jesus's rules that mom is implementing. I see. I took it off of me. I put it on God. Right. And I brought that correlation between parenting and Jesus. Yeah. Right. So now I've invited him into the conversation. So if they had a problem with it, I'd be like, hey, Jesus called me to this. And I love you too much to let you live in disobedience. Absolutely. So that right there. Yeah. Is so much of the vocabulary that you can use to
0: simplify your family life. Greg actually simplified our, our family rules, um, into two things. And the first is be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second is, <laughs> this makes me laugh. Don't disrespect mom. Yeah. And by that, he means like disobedience is yeah. disrespecting mom, not putting your stuff away. That's inconveniencing mom. Cause she now has to do it for you. Like love that. Cause he's like, if, if, if I'm unhappy or frustrated, like the whole ship mm-hmm. goes down, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. it's, the, but it's the exact it's same exactly philosophy like
1: both biblical, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. both, both intentional, yeah, simple. Yep. It all falls underneath it. So, so good. It all falls underneath it. So I would encourage you to come up with something like that. Um, know and then know your win all of the time. <laughs> there's no part-time parenting. And if you're part-time parenting, mm-hmm. it doesn't Gosh. matter if you even, That's a tweet. Living, so yeah. <laughs> there's no part-time parenting. Even if you're sharing custody, there's no part-time parenting. No. You are always parenting. Um, Jesus is not a part-time savior. He is a full-time savior. God is not a part-time God. He is a full-time God. Mm-hmm. We are not a part-time parent. We are a full-time parent. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my five things. My Bible verses, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without reproach. And it will be given to him. James 1, 5. And here's the other thing from a family point of view, because this was all much more parenting except for the three the three uh, words you talked about how you and Greg would sit down at, at the beginning of each year and kind of go through what yep. your family was. We had what were called Goatee goals mm-hmm. and we would sit down and we would talk about what our Goatee goals were going to be for that year. And people would laugh at us, but you know, Chris and I are higher achievers. So this was our way of creating our list, being on the same page. We, we kind of simplified everything down. We agreed on what we were going to do. And literally one of our Goatee goals one year was, um, we're not going out on the weekends with friends and, that was because we needed to really invest in our family. There are ebbs and flows. There were times we didn't go out to restaurants because our kid would cry the entire time. Mm-hmm. And that is not fair to anybody else around you. And if you think it is, you're selfish.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There are times, yeah. If your kid can't sit and have a good time at dinner, bring him home and train him at his dinner table. Right. And then take him back out to dinner. Yeah. Right. Right. He needs to be trained. He's telling you, this is not for me. This is a crazy situation. I don't understand. And so it's not for everybody else sitting around you either because they're miserable too. Right. There, there are going to be ebbs and flows. And so, you know, goalie goals, we have financial goalie goals. Hey, what are the three ministries that we're going to support this year? Mm -hmm. Um, We have physical goals. Hey, we're going to go on a walk three times a week together, or it didn't matter. They changed every year because our needs changed every year. Um, One of them was we're going to look for a new church, but we specifically talked about it and what that was going to look like and what our negotiables were and what our non-negotiables were. Right. And so when you know what your negotiables are in parenting, in anything in life yeah. and you know what your non-negotiables are, you can simplify things. Yeah, And um, one of the best books I ever read was grace-based parenting. And we will talk about that in our show notes. Um, but I would encourage anybody who has a hard time knowing what your negotiables are and your non-negotiables are, Get that book and read it because it will be so fantastic.
0: Paul David trip. That is uh, not no. Paul David okay. Tripp. That's that
1: would be Grace based parenting had a huge impact on me in the early part of life, and the um, Paul trip parenting had a profound impact on me. when okay. my kids were in high school. Okay, so I recommend
0: both of those. Books. Awesome, those yeah. are so good. So I'm sorry to take up that no, gosh, that All was your so time. good. Well, at least I preached in- a little. <laughs> Listen, we love it when you <laughs> preach, sister. <laughs> We learned from the Enneagram that ones have a very preachy speaking oh, style. Oh, so, like, That's, this right. Is <laughs> That's right. It would only make sense that I have five no's. Um, well, I, I was going to start off with kind of something a little similar to what you did with just some basic values and, um, you know, like the two rules I already talked about the other one I talked about with physical wellness, which was start as you mean to go on. Like yes. um that applies so much in parenting. Oh. Um what I allow as a three year old, if I if, if that kind of behavior is not what I want as a teenager, I gotta get it under control as a three-year-old because it gets worse. Oh, let me tell you. I tell my I have my little sister and she
1: will not mind me saying this. Um I tell her all the time, sister, you better get that under control or you're gonna be in trouble when they're teenagers. Yes. Because if you can't do it
0: when they're four and five, you will mm-hmm. not be able to do it when they're fourteen. And you told me or this and I have harder. seen this. In person with my own eyeballs. Teenagers are just grown up toddlers. They, are. they just like whatever you're experiencing in toddlerhood, just magnified in a, in a bigger steroids. person. It's on steroids. Yeah. With years, hormones the, oh, and yes. everything. But it's, it's the exact same thing. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. So start as you mean to go on. And that applies like from a to Z and applies every over everything. Um, another value for us is quality time as a family yes. of four. And we, we go out to dinner with friends. We vacation with other family members, but we don't do it at the expense of not having time as the four of us. Um, we do vacations with just the four of us. We go out to dinner, just the four we of us. Like really good at that. we team steely to, to yep. borrow team, the team goatee thing is really important to us. Yep. And, um, knowing that that's a safe place for us to all come back to. And I had heard someone say a long time ago, um, your kids aren't going to come back home when they leave for college and after if it's not fun and you're that's not right. enjoying time together. That's right. Before that, that's right. Um, and they're so they're not going to come home and be like, "Hey, you want to go to a movie?" Right. If you never went to movies when so they were growing up. Right. You know? Or if like y'all couldn't sit around and watch a TV show and pop some popcorn and watch a movie like and enjoy that as the four of you, that's not going to happen later. So and can I piggyback on this and just say, be creative. Yes. So Family time is not going to look the
1: same every year of every stage of life. Right. Right. Our family time was every evening at the dinner table mm-hmm. for a long time. Time. And the kids probably don't even remember a whole lot of that because they were so young. And then sports and everything yes. got busy. We yep. didn't have as much family dinner. Um, and so when the kids were in high school, we adopted this new thing where we had 30 minutes of bedtime. Oh, where yeah, I remember you doing hop that. hop onto my bed and we'd do highs and lows. Everything that we would do at the dinner table, mm-hmm. we would do in our room. And mm-hmm. then we would end in prayer. And we still do that. Most Sunday evenings, Ryland will FaceTime in. And we are all in our room. Addie's in our room. We're all in the bed, Aww. hanging out with him, and we do highs and lows. How can we pray for you this week? That's so good. And then somebody prays, and but it's natural for us now because we did it. Yes, and we
0: had that consistency. So don't just give up. Right. Get creative. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it may have to change. Like when we when we lived in the mountains all we had was quality time. Like we had a lot of it. And then when we moved back here and Paxton started sports, that was a couple times a week. Church was this, and like the, our time just got more filled up, but gr- we started, um, about a year or so ago, or for about a year and a half, we did Thursday nights was pizza and Jesus. Yes. And we would just have pizza. We'd open up the a devotion or the Bible. And it was so loose. It wasn't like super formal or structured, but we would just eat pizza and just talk about a devotion. And it got to the point where, um, If, if it was Thursday and like, I didn't, we just kind of forgot or something. The kids would be like, it's Thursday. What about pizza and Jesus? And that both kids, like my teenager too. And so that was just their way of saying like, that's important to us. And we really like that sense of family when we're together.
1: They they thrive
0: on routine and tradition. Yes. And they know when you're not making them a priority.
1: Yes. We talk about what we need out of our marriages, but we don't give it to our kids. I know. We're like, Hey dude, I'm going out with my friends. I'm not, I'm not hanging out with you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know you don't get that chance back. I know. Not that you shouldn't take time for you, but you you know now that I'm on this side of it, I still have a lot. Hopefully, a lot of life left with them not being at home, and I can do everything I want to do for exactly.
0: me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But you so know, good Peach just your us. immediate family. Like enjoy your time together with Be just creative. you. I love that. Um, The other one that we really value is people over policy, Um, and that applies in a lot of different ways, like. Um, For example, we value behavior over your grades. So like every parent teacher conference, like they go through the litany of like, here's how he's doing and all this stuff. And Greg always says, "Okay, but what kind of a friend is he in the classroom and what kind of a leader is he in the classroom? Attitude over performance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that if if. If people so are put over their performance, yep. if people are put over rules, um, that's just a really great thing to instill in kids. And it's a, it just helps take the pressure off of them in mm-hmm. a lot of ways mm-hmm. too.
1: Love that. Um,
0: there was this psychologist. I used to read him every Saturday in the AJC called John Rosemond. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's for a lot of people pretty harsh, mm-hmm. but I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was so great. You would probably love I mean, it too. I've heard of him. I don't know how I've heard of him, but I've heard he of him. had, I mean, Every single Saturday, that was the first thing I did was get the paper and I drink coffee and read his article. He cracked me up because he's very, no nonsense. Um, Hmm. but he, I remember when Jaina was like two, I read this article about how everyone's putting all this pressure on kids in kindergarten and being able to read before they can get kindergarten and all this stuff. And he was like, can your child listen to the teacher? Mm -hmm. Can they sit at their desk? Can they be kind to other students? Can they share? Like if they can do those grades will follow. That's right. And I've applied that toward every stage of school with my kids. Like, Grades will follow behavior, So, but if you can do these basic tenets of being a good human being, mm-hmm. everything else will be okay. I'll take an A-plus person
1: and a C-level uh, yes. scholar all day long. Yes. All day long, and we have inverted that in this culture. We want A-plus scholars and c-level people yes and we're and, and we, we're okay we want to know with that yes yes you can be rude you can be disrespectful you can roll your eyes and you can talk back but by god you better be in every ap class thank you god you got
0: into harvard yeah man well wow, so you're a garbage human but yeah <laughs> We're not passionate about this. No, no, we're not. But so, like the, my take on that is if the spirit and soul are growing, academics will follow. Yes. Like I just, we don't like our kids do well in school and our daughter specifically places a high level of perfectionism on herself. Mm-hmm. But that does not come from us. If we ever say like, how are your grades? It's just because we're curious. We want to know how she's doing, but also we know what she's capable of. So we do want to encourage her to perform to her yep. ability. Yep. But who she is is more important than that. And Doing so, your best and being the best are yeah, two different things. Exactly. Right. Are, did you try your hardest on that test? That's right. Yes. Are you, are you working hard during the week for it? Well, then who cares I what mean, the outcome is? You could couldn't you have it anymore. Imagine if we got
1: in front of Jesus one day and he says, okay. I'm going to judge you getting into the gates of heaven the way that you judged your children.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Right? Could you imagine? Well, and that will, that tags on to something else. And this isn't even in my notes, but I've thought about this a lot lately because I see this, um, you know, with a son in sports, um, with a daughter in high school, in the part of town that we're at where all of that is very competitive. (sighs) my identity and self-worth has nothing to do with my kids performance yep um how they perform on the lacrosse field how many baskets they make how hard like none of that reflects on me as a human being yep. so if you are the type of parent where like that's what puffs you up like that's where that's where it's hard to be a parent because the mirror is reflected back and God's like, Oh, you did have a lot of pride about that. Yeah, Like her SAT score or her AP score on yeah. that test, like that made you feel really good. Yeah. And so like that, it's just being a, open to the Holy spirit to recognize, okay, that puffed me up a little too much. Mm -hmm. And that had nothing to do with me. Yeah. That has everything to do with just her, but if she had bombed it, that that shouldn't reflect on me either. So good. So um, the choices or the outcomes of all of that stuff, like find your worth in Jesus because he says what you're worth and the Bible shows you everything that you're worth, but how your kids perform it, anything has nothing to do with you. It really just doesn't. I love it. Um, So, yeah. So we don't, we don't get consumed by all of that stuff. And then like the husband and wife relationship is the most important. Mm -hmm. And we often will tell our kids don't enter. We're having a conversation. You need to go. We'll come back to you. Like we don't just let them interrupt all sorts of things or, um, place their needs necessarily above ours. And again, there's times and situations and whatnot, but as a whole, we want them to know that we are so tight and so connected because that gives them stability. Um, and John Roseman, again, I read, just read this article the other day. I loved it so much. He says that, um, A mistake can be that we pay kids too much attention, promoting them to center stage in the family and making idols out of them. Mm. Children cannot handle idolhood well at all. And most kids who are starved for attention, and he put that in quotes, are not starved at all. Rather, they've been the recipients of entirely too much attention and are now attention addicts. Oh, wow. And I just read that and it just really like (coughs) struck me in my gut. Like, yeah, that can happen so easily. (coughs) That is good. It can just like slowly, it's one of those little foxes that spoils the vine, that turning our kids so into that. Kind of, <clears throat> sorry, go a little tickle my throat, but catapulting
1: off of that, we've always told the kids, Chris was very clear about that when they were young. Mm-hmm. Like if you are ugly to your mom, I will take care of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Ryland, <laughs> I would put Ryland in his room when he was young and he would have been there for three hours. I mean, because my rule was you don't come out until the heart changes. Yeah. So, begging and kicking and screaming, there was no time limit. It was about a heart transformation before you were allowed to come out yeah. of here. And so, for he and I, it was just a battle of the wills, and he was going to do his darndest to win every time. He'd be kicking and screaming, whatever. Mom, mom. Well, he'd hear that garage door go up.
0: He'd get <laughs> as
1: quiet as could be. Yes. Mom, I've changed my attitude. Mom, I'm ready to come out. <laughs> my the heart is pure. <laughs> I he would hear Chris coming out and he knew he was in for it. But even as they got older, um, I had a conversation with both of my kids and one had to hear this a little bit more than the other at a certain stage of life. But we told them both. It, well, I really communicated it and Chris was behind me completely. I said, we'll not give you the keys to the happy and balance balance of our family. Mm-hmm. You don't get those. Mm -hmm. There are too many family, too many parents that have handled, handed the keys of balance and happiness of their home and their marriage to their children. They're so scared their children are going to rebel or whatever. And I literally looked at this child and I said, I love you so much. And it would be the hardest thing I ever had to do. Don't ever make me do this. But if you think that you're going to come between the, st- the the stability and the peace of this household and you're going to disrupt it because of rebellion, disobedience, the rules,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'll send you to military school. I'm not giving you my marriage and I'm not giving you my home. Wow. And they just kind of looked at me. and yeah. I said, Because at the end of the day, I don't want you to be surprised if you choose a path of unrighteousness. And this
0: is what comes of it. Yeah. But I will not give you my marriage. So good. And I will not give you my home. I just feel like that is something so many people listening are mm-hmm. going to kind of stick with. But we're afraid of that. On. We're, we are f- we're very afraid, afraid
1: to tell that. our children that because one, we're not sure we'll follow through with it. And two, we're not sure that we um, can handle it. hmm. It'd be the best thing. They need to understand their boundaries. Mm-hmm. You do not get to be in control of my house. Yes, I used to tell Ryland all the time. I can't make you change your attitude. I can change your geography. Go to your room. Yeah, nobody wants to be around you. Yeah, you're not going to have control of the family and the balance of this home, the peace of this house. You're not going to so, have it. So so good. So that that is a big thing too. Just don't be afraid of your kids. Don't parent out of fear. No. I think
0: about that all the Don't time. Don't parent
1: out of fear. Yeah. It's a,
0: it is a sound mind. God does not parent us out of fear. No. Um, the the last thing I was going to mention is just how important apologizing is yes. in our house. Yes, um, And you touched on this a little bit too, um, but like, perfect example. Just a couple of weeks ago, I, I was driving packs in school. We got into a massive thing cause he hadn't been doing something that I had wanted him to be doing. And I let my flesh get, and this is, you've heard this exact same scenario a year ago. Like this happens between he and I all the time. <laughs> we just butt heads, but then we're fine like five seconds later. But, um, I just really got all up in my flesh about it. And I sent him off to school, like with him upset and me upset. He even had tears in his eyes. And mm-hmm. as I was driving away to the school, like I out loud in my car was just praying and asking God for forgiveness because um, I was just not the time yeah. or the place to handle that at all. What, what the issue was, was correct. Right. Not the time or the place right. whatsoever. And so I prayed about it. I asked God for forgiveness. I prayed for Paxton and prayed that he would just have a good day and not let this do because I know how he is too. And so that afternoon he gets off the school bus and the first thing he does is put his arm around me and he said, mom, I'm so sorry that I hadn't been doing what you asked. And I said, but I'm so sorry that I handled it the way I did. It's beautiful. And I just told him the same thing I just said, like the content is correct and you do need to take care of these things. But I shouldn't have sent you to school where you're upset and brought it up then. And so like it was just a sweet moment. But he has seen me. Way too many times to count, apologize to him mm-hmm. for things, but it's taught him how to be an apologizer That's right. too. And so they this need is to really see important in our humanity. We are yeah. not
1: perfect, neither are
0: they. Right.
1: The problem is, is we're admitting we're not perfect, but we're not letting them know the secret. Yeah. They aren't either. Right. <laughs> you, know? you might think it at 10 years old. <laughs> and we're trying to make you feel like you are. Yes. Um, but they're not. And so, you know, you just parent the heart. Yeah. Parent the heart and deal with your heart. Quit quit being all into the performance. Absolutely. So Um, good.
0: Okay. So just a couple like super tangible things. Um, Our kids do chores and some of it they get rewarded for financially and a lot of it they don't. Mm -hmm. They just do it because they're members of the Steely family and that's Mm -hmm. what we all have to pitch in to help. So being part of the team. I just think that some people need to hear that that's okay. Yep. (laughs) They, they do stuff like daily. Um, the other thing is that we really implement a lot of screen time and rules about mm-hmm. phones and mm-hmm. devices for them and for us. Um, I am able to control everything on their devices from my phone mm-hmm. and I'm really on top of that. And Mm -hmm. I monitor that and Mm -hmm. I don't let them just willy nilly have whatever. Jaina didn't get a phone until she was 13 and Mm -hmm. she bought the phone. We paid for the data, but she bought the phone. So there's a partnership in all of that. I was about the same, same age, 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. And um, when she first had an iPod at like 10, like she bought it. Mm -hmm. And so if she doesn't have skin in the game, she's not going to treat it with responsibility either. Um, And then just some resources. Um, There is a book that was recommended to me by a counselor. It's called Untangled Guiding Teenage Girls Through the Seven Transition Mm -hmm. into Adulthood. Mm -hmm. I am still working my way through that book. I kind of just pick it up when there's like a a certain thing we're going through that I need to know. But that book has just been so uh, eye-opening for me. It's been wonderful. I'm linking to that. Um, I'm sure Sarah's got all the suns raising, raising boys yeah. books covered. So I don't have those, but when I do have a strong father, strong daughters, mm-hmm. 10 secrets, every father should know. Um, and then like secret keeper girls, yes. I think they've changed to true girls now, oh, but did that, they? they did. Oh, um, but that was just a really great thing that Jana and I did together, like through those mm-hmm. tween years. And we went to a conference, um, that was yep. really fun. So just some different things that you can bond with your kids, um, spiritually, but also like some guidance and resources. And I know Sarah's got
1: well, we start teaching them about resources just mm-hmm. like by how we do it. Yeah. If they don't see you do a Bible study, they're probably not gonna know about Bible studies. They don't see you go to a, a conference, they're not gonna know about conferences. Take them to conferences. Yeah. Do Bible studies with them. Do books with them. Teach yes. them how to study Jesus. Yeah. That there, are all the different resources that are out there. I think that's just so important to do with them. Um and and two. The phone thing, um, I, I just that could be a whole thing on its own. But yeah. I will just say our pact, And I know you don't use that anymore. But our pact was a huge, huge lifesaver yes. in our lives um, with mod- moderating screen time and apps and, yeah. and everything else. So we'll talk about and link to some of mm-hmm. these
0: things that we've used, resources. Um, yeah, that. the only reason I don't use our pact is because Apple now has their own version of right. that built in. So I'm still using that, but yep. just, yeah. Different. So, um, yeah, these are just some, some,
1: a little bit of encouragement and inspiration, but some practicality at the same
0: time. Yeah. So just ask God for wisdom. And like, that's the one prayer that you will guarantee yes. get some answer to immediately. Like when you ask sit, God it for wisdom, again,
1: if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives generously to all without reproach.
0: Yeah has entrusted these children to you so that you can parent them. He is right. not going to hold out on you, but you have to be willing to hear what he is saying. That's even right. if that is a makes means a difficult decision for you or an inconvenient decision That's for you. Exactly. Right. Um, and uh, I, I would, I did want to just say to like when you just talked about conferences, if they see you going to conferences and reading books, Jaina, I haven't talked about it a whole lot, um, partly because she hasn't, she's t- asked me not to, but she has struggled with anxiety mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. um, over the last couple of years, but she was at a passion conference for students over the summer, the two summers ago. And I get a text from her during the week. And she said, Louie's doing an amazing teaching on anxiety. And then the next text is a picture of her with a book she bought called putting an Through anxiety. Oh, and no. Like that she had done that on well, her own that's awesome. and had shown me like pictures of some of her notes about it. And so just that's great that, like as a parent that's what you want your kid going oh there's there's tools and resources and i'm hungry for that so i'm going to embrace it and not feel like a weirdo yep. because i'm doing that yep. so that's good so that is just like the tip of the iceberg about yeah. family management <laughs> do we just overwhelm everybody <laughs> i think we, i overwhelm myself <laughs> oh goodness gracious oh. so yeah so that is it everybody um Make sure you go to the show notes, link over to all the things that we've got resource-wise for you and articles and all that good stuff. And we just hope that you feel a little bit more equipped to handle these gifts that God has given us and just entrusted be to us. encouraged, you know, that you're not an accident. Yeah. Children are not given
1: to you on an accident. Your personalities are not given to you on an accident. Yeah. Your marriage is intentional. It's all intentional. God is not surprised by any of it. Not by
0: a lick of it. Yeah. So, all right, everybody, well, have a great week. Tune in next week. We're going to talk about everyday practical management mm-hmm. and holiday. i <sighs> Need so... to kind of play some Christmas music. <laughs> Listen, I was driving the other day going, oh, I'm ready for a little decor, yeah. like yeah. a few strains of a couple songs. Really? Like, I'm getting there. I'm totally getting there. Because, like I said, oh, the bypass fall starts. <laughs> yeah, the I can't stand it. 45 <laughs> degrees at the bus stop this morning. So, all right, love you, everybody. Bye.